Hello, welcome to the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so excited to be hanging out with you, chatting about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Fantastic. We usually kick it off with some news. And I guess our first order of business is that we are hosting a mystery knit along starting in early November. It is spooky Lord of the Rings themed. We're big nerds and we like doing nerdy stuff and we're excited about this. Um, probably in the beginning of the November, my Etsy shop will be back up and I'll offer kits, but this is going to be great for stash diving too. The only thing that you'll need to buy is the pattern. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it calls for two contrasting skeins of fingering weight yarn. I am using Lauren's uh, base that is around 460 yards per skein. So you'll probably be safer with that, but you could probably do it with a 400 you'll just maybe be a little yarn chickeny uh and it is a boomerang shaped mosaic knitting pattern that's all you get information wise also i mean we can tell them thematically it is inspired evil. by evil inspired by the inspired by the evil architecture in lord of the rings yes great for rounding out spooky season mm-hmm. we love it also there's lots of places you can find emily in the future tell us where you'll be i will be around quite a bit in november uh november 4th and 5th i will be in nashville at the crafty bastard show that is an outdoor show i will be in a tent come say hi and then on November, it's either 18th or 19th. I forget which one. It's Saturday. Uh, I will be on the Bell of Louisville, which is our riverboat. Uh, it will be parked at the dock and uh, you can just come on and shop on the boat for free, which is cool. And then on November, I'm having a hard time remembering dates today. November 26th, I will be at uh, Crafty Supermarket in Cincinnati. And if you need to find all that stuff, it'll be in our show notes. Rad. Well, we had a really, really busy last week. We were together in person. So this will be like a little different than our regular podcast because it'll kind of be a Rhinebeck recap. Mm -hmm. Um, So just kicking that off. I did finish a little something despite all of the insanity of the past week. I'm impressed Uh, with you. I know. Well, it was 95% done before I left the house. It just needed to have a provisional cast off. I finished my avatar inspired color work headband. That looks so good. I think it looks super rad. Um, it's just a 60, I cast on 60 stitches, knitted a tube, knitted as long as it fit around my head. I did a provisional cast on. It uses my avatar colorways, which I will be re-putting back in the shop whenever I decide to finally write up these charts, which will hopefully be this winter. Nice. I like it. I like it a lot. It's got color work designs inspired by each of the four cultures in Avatar, and uh, it's it's fun. This will be a good little, good little head warmer. It's very cute. I think so. We didn't get much knitting time this week, despite... No. I did some plain knitting i guess on the way back and there was some mm-hmm. chatting knitting so i have one sock uh-huh of your crazy zauberball ball socks these are my crazy zauberball ball socks i forget Ooh, what this color looking is real good garden themed i think it's like purple and green and pink and blue uh mm-hmm. so i have one sock and then this is where i'm at on the second sock into the leg solidly to the leg 
and they're the color transitions are shorter than past hour balls I've seen. I I feel like it's shorter than other ones I have worked with as well. It depends. Mm-hmm. The different colorways yeah. have different transitions. There's like some that kind of feel like like this green part here is a little bit more gradual like some mm-hmm. other Zabar balls I've worked with, but it's like almost like self-striping in how quick it changes. So it's That's really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I can show you my socks that I did barely anything on. I thought I was going to have time to knit in the Woolen Folk booth. So I brought these, I wore them on my fanny pack all day. <laughs> if you saw us there, we were very busy. Mm-hmm. We were busy, busy bees. Oh, so stitch falls off. Got him. But I did get maybe about an inch <laughs> on my socks for my partner. And these are in my Thranduil colorway, which is very autumnal. I like it a lot. So I've got my build a pony for the heels, toes, and cuffs and my Thranduil for the body of the socks. These are just going to be shorties for my sweetie. We and took using- a very cute picture of that sock and Clara's whip sock, which was being knit in Legolas by a mm-hmm. autumnal tree. Yes, I might actually post that later today if I get around to it, but mm-hmm. it makes me happy. Yeah, what else you've been working on? Oh, that's really it. <gasps> and then the M, I mean, I have the MCAL, so I can't show that. Um, I haven't knit on the MCAL at all. I am caught up to the charts that I have written, so I am doing some math to make sure. That my math is correct. So you want to see the treasures that were in my knitting bag that I just rediscovered? You sure. <laughs> so this is the one I was carrying around all through Woolen Folk and Rhinebeck. I found, of course, lipstick, like you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A tampon, as to be expected. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And my fidget toy that you got me. <laughs> Emily got us the most <laughs> insane like unhinged little fidget toys well mine is unhinged yours is the most unhinged (laughs) it's a little monkey and it's pink and purple and it's got little butt cheeks that you can go pop pop yeah they're like out they're like the pop pop it things sockets here here you can hear it i'll hold it up to the microphone it goes pop pop (laughs) (laughs) i was so happy i couldn't find this and i'm like oh no i lost my monkey (laughs) (laughs) nice anyway that's that. What else have you been knitting? Oh, nothing. Uh, I went, I was planning, I'm planning a new project. I, I know. have some sweater quantities and I'm sick of my, I'm kind of sick of my vanilla socks again. Uh, and I need another like vanilla-y kind of project to work on. Because mm-hmm. if I only work on socks, I get bored and that's no good. So I would prefer to have like socks be my on the go project and then something at home that's maybe bigger. So I want to make a sweater and I have gone on a whole sweater pattern searching journey the past couple of really days have. Uh, to find something that works. So when I was packing for Woolen Folk, I was like, I don't own a fingering weight cardigan. I have fingering weight pullovers, but I really want a fingering weight cardigan. So I was looking for that. I found a couple things that will work. And then while I was digging through my stash, Chad was like, well, why don't you knit something with that like hedgehog tweed that you got in Seattle? So then that distracted me. Uh, So then I found a pattern for that. So I think that I'm going to I, I brought it with me here, the hedgehog tweed, because I think I'm going to do the blaster cardigan by Andy Satterland in that hedgehog tweed. And I'm going to knit. I'm going to start that first because by the time I finish it, it will be like cold. And I would probably prefer to have a DK weight sweater than a fingering weight sweater. This is my nice. 
thoughts. And then I'm going to knit the Risen by Melanie Berg in that fiber spates that I picked up. Fiber spates four ply a bit ago. <laughs> um, and I think that that will be a good color and a good like shape of sweater for me to be able to wear. So these are my sweater plans I went through. But I bought a couple sweater pants patterns that I don't think I'm going to be knitting so that's annoying uh, but I t one I bought I am going to knit it it's just that I should wait until I have a five yardage uh, a five skein like quantity of yardage for it the purple <laughs> yarn I'm intending to use for this fingering weight sweater is four skeins and they are 400 yard four skeins so they're like extra shorty so like I don't want to be compromising on like my sleeve length and like because it's kind of a longer sweater so yes. mm -hmm. these are my thoughts i like your thoughts i am excited to see how they develop but i think that tweety blaster cardigan is going to be really nice and i got buttons that are going to work perfectly with it at rhinebeck nice mm -hmm. nice uh the only thing i found myself wanting to work on is my shockwave shawl which i knit on a lot in my plane rides I have gotten pretty far on it. Last it looks time so good. You, yeah, last time you saw it, it's where my little Ahsoka stitch marker is right here. But I've gone through, gone through quite a bit. I'm having fun. It's a free That's pattern good. from Hedgehog Fibers, and I am using the leftovers from my Avset Avatar colorways because I'm seeing I acquired a bunch of stash, and I see myself. Uh, well, I've set aside in one of my temperature gradients that that project is purely so that I can have something. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to be taking it a lot more. <laughs> so I want to get this out of my stash and into the physical world. And that's what this is. Nice. I love it. It's happy. It's a big old rectangle. I like this pattern. It's very nice. I'm a fan. And that's all I've been knitting. So are we ready for the big acquisition slash Rhinebeck week and recap section? I think so. Yay! Let's, do you want to try and go in like semi chronological order for some semblance of? I think that makes sense. Okay. So we had an adventure. Mm -hmm. We went to New York. Oh my gosh! Should we tell them all about the adventure of arriving in New York? <laughs> uh, so it was a dark if, and stormy night. If you've been a fan of me and my content for a while you probably know that i hate laguardia <laughs> as an airport because <laughs> every time i go there i'm mad uh so i hate laguardia they are improving it the new like nicer terminals are way better than it used to be um they have gotten rid of the like it's 1975 and the ceilings are only eight feet tall vibes of that place which is nice but all of the terminals are still disconnected for the construction, and that totally blows. So Kemper came into Terminal C, and Lauren and I came into Terminal B, and you get the bus to rental cars in Terminal A, which is horrible. Uh, so there is a free bus that goes around and drives around the terminals, and we were waiting for the free bus, and... I saw a bus that said Terminal B and C, uh, and I kind of ignored the rest of what was on the bus. And that was a mistake because that bus... We also had so much luggage. We had so much luggage. I was kind of like on the phone with Kemper trying to figure out what we were doing. So we just got on this bus because it was there. And <laughs> it's and it didn't charge anything. So I was like, this must be the right bus because it's free. Uh, 
But no, <laughs> it was a free connection bus to an MTA stop. So it just like drove for 15 minutes to an MTA stop somewhere in, in Queens. In the pouring rain. In the pouring rain. Uh, so then we were just like in the city accidentally. And I was like, well, oh, no. So then we just called an Uber and we Ubered to the lovely car rental place and Kemper Ubered to the car rental place too. Cause she also had a bunch of luggage at terminal C and it was a whole time. <laughs> it was, but we were all together and it was great. And we made our way to our rustic lodge mansion in the woods. <laughs> yeah. It's very nice. We're greeted with hot food by lovely friend, Clara. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that was um, great. Yeah, and uh, then we were roomies, and uh, yeah. And Kemper made us adorable tumblers with our names on it. Mine's back there. Yeah. They're yeah. really cute. They have, like, holographic witch hats in our names. Yes, maybe we should spare them the details of setting up for Woolen Folk. But the next day, uh, Kemper and Emily vended at Woolen Folk, which was an amazing show. I really appreciated that vaccinations or at least pretending you had one was required, mm -hmm. which is great. It was all outdoors. It was a beautiful venue that we didn't get to see any of because we were very busy. <laughs> I literally, we, Lauren and I did like one loop around all the vendors, like 10 minutes before the show closed, which was the only time that our booth was not totally packed and uh, which is great not complaining about that but we were walking and uh, there I, there was water and I was like oh wow I didn't know that there was like water like there was There's like a, a lake, lake. <laughs> what's happening it's beautiful mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and there were like Adirondack chairs by the lake so you could like sit and knit out there how lovely yeah <laughs> yeah I like that there was a lot of good space uh, where, you know, you could duck into a booth and check stuff out. And I think the other booths had a little more elbow room than you and Kemper's booth. We will be um, getting a larger booth for next year. It's going to be fun. But we had a great time. We were really busy slanging yarn, slanging merch. Mm -hmm. um, uh, got to meet people, got to chat yes. to people. Um, I think there was a really cool mix of vendors. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. There were some bigger names, lots of smaller names. We overall had a, a good time. Yeah. And they were doing a scholarship program for like uh, vendors who are people of color. So that that was good. They they had mm -hmm. good programs for this show. Um, and we were also right by like the stairs up to the podcast lounge. I don't know what the, the mm -hmm. podcast famous people spot was. Uh, so that was good for traffic. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, should we show them the things we got? At, yes, we both got folk. We both got something from Home Row Fiber Co. It's Rochelle. And it was our first time meeting Rochelle in person. And we have been like Internet buds for a bit. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. So I wanted to buy one of her bags to commemorate the occasion. Yes, we both liked the same print and it was this tealy one and has some little yarn moon phases. And of course, this very classic emblematic uh, home row fiber co design of the uh, hands around fiber crafting tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mine is just kind of like a, one of the like plain sack bags, you know, with the drawstring. Uh, which is nice because I like this kind of bag for like dividing up a bigger bag. Like I'll put a project in here with all of its stuff. And then Lauren got the kind of like bigger bucket bag with like a zippy pocket and stuff. 
Yeah. And it perfectly fits all my treasures that I acquired. Nice. I also got a brooch at Maloho and it is a Roman fibula style brooch. And like, honestly, they had me at Roman replica. It's supposed to hold your cloak on your shoulder and I'm going to use it for shawls and I love it. It's just a simple, simple pin with a lot of space in there for your, your fabric to go inside of. And I, I love it. Yeah. Her stuff is so well made. It's awesome. We also shopped at Shelly Can's booth in our last 10 minutes of the show. <laughs> uh, I'd been eyeing this pothead pin on the tea kettle. I got one. that and I got um, some hand wool, which handmade wool, witch tags for sweaters. I doubt I'm going to put them in there, but now I can pretend I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a couple stickers. I got a TikTok Tuesday sticker because that cat drawing cracks me up. And nice. uh, you're in a cult, call your dad because it's my favorite MFM quote. Nice. I got, it's not totally hung up, but behind me, I got the uh, Ouija board uh, banner that says, do you have enough pins? And it says like the only options are like no and hell no. Uh, And then you could put pins on it and it's really, really cute. And it's going, I just hung it on uh, random nails. uh, So it's not like folded up, but I need to bring my hammer and nails to hang it up, but it's going to go above my pin banners in my studio and it's going to be really thematic and cute. And I'm excited. Yay. Did we have any other tales from the Woolen Folk Day? I guess we didn't do much. All we did was be we in the sold a lot. I sold a lot people. of stuff. I met some uh, Fiber Coven people oh, that day. That so was much, really nice. So nice to meet people. Yeah. So I met some people. Um, Shelly Can bought my pins. That was a highlight of my day. That made me feel cool. Um, mm-hmm. Some other cool people bought my pins. Uh, so that was neat. And yeah, just like it, it was really good to like be like, wow, this thing that we've worked on for months was successful. Great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's good to know that we'll come back next year because it was good. and We had a good time. Yes. Yes. I knew I was going to come away with some of Kemper's yarn because I had spent uh, probably a full 24 hours moving it around. <laughs> it was delightful. I really like this one. It's totally hair Barbie and it's teals with pinks and purples. And I got it on her tuxedo base, which has some of that black plied in. I got two skeins so that I could make myself a crop top or summit. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Yeah. I think Camper's really good at deciding how to dye that like tuxedo uh, with the one ply of black mm-hmm. base that she has. I don't always like it, but uh, mm-hmm. I also got something on that base because I really liked it so I got a um, Garden of Magic uh, sock set which is the mm-hmm. like purple and gray kind of charcoal gray uh, it's gonna micro stripe into sock set and there's a little black contrast so it's cute it's gonna be fun I really think that tuxedo base is gonna add some like real interest into the micro stripe situation mm-hmm. for sure I also got skein of sally on boss sock which is I, I couldn't resist i think kemper knocked the inspiration out of the park and i like i made before christmas it's great mm-hmm. you gotta watch that yeah we haven't watched that yet either mm-hmm. but that's a great part if you miss it for halloween you can watch it straight through christmas mm-hmm. i think we might watch hocus pocus tonight merry christmas Oh, that thing you sent me last year with the mispronouncing of Christmas. It's stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. It's going to with me forever. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, did we get anything? What else did you get? At- That's what I got at mm-hmm. Folk. I don't think I got anything else at Folk. I got like Kemper gave me some little doodads present mm-hmm. stuff. So I, I she gave me one of the Barbie bag of uh, fabric leftover bits that became a uh like coffee mug holder so that's cute mm-hmm. and then Kemp- Kemper also brought me this uh <gasps> magical bag. coffin bag which is like it's like glitter goo inside and you can squish it around and it's just shaped like a coffin and it's purple and it has a zipper I think it's gonna be a nice like bullet journal accessories kind of bag mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like that it's kind of clear so I can see all of my pens inside of it. So I think that's what nice. it's going to be for. Nice. Um, so the day we attended Rhinebeck on Saturday and Sunday. We, yeah. we came late on Saturday because we were we were the sleepy. Very tired. We were so tired from Woolen Folk. And uh, we had a really good like brainstorming note taking session in the morning for like what we'll do better next year and like what what we thought went well so that was really productive and good and we all got to like think thoughts say things how stuff went but yeah we we didn't get to ride back until like 1 32 i don't know Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was good for me a Rhinebeck virgin it was good to get the lay of the land actually i saw it and i was like this is overwhelming and then i saw that oh it's it's not that huge and it was mm-hmm. less overwhelming it was really good yeah and we got some lamb euros um oh, tasty our lunch uh and then we just kind of like walked around and shopped a bit uh we had mm-hmm. the witch meetup on saturday at three which was good people some people came later but we took like one picture it was fun uh gave fiber covenant stickers to people uh, we thought that next year, if we do a meetup, we will do it in a more accessible location, which is a good thought. I didn't think about how it, you can't get up the hill uh, if you got mm-hmm. wheels. Uh, so next year we will fix that. But yeah, it was good. Nice to meet people. Nice to see people I haven't seen in a while. See people yeah. I've never seen. Yeah, it was really good. Um, we acquired treasures. We did acquire treasures that first day. I acquired buttons were my first purchase at mm-hmm. Rhinebeck. You still have my button. I do. It's right here <laughs> so that I can ship it to you. Here's Lauren's button, which is a, button. a glass hand-painted flower button that has mm-hmm. nice like bottle green glass behind it. Not going to lie. I was really high in that button booth and just loving touching all the buttons. Yep. Yep. That's true. Uh, and then I got a glass button that is like a pink iridescent kind of floral. Oh, it's so... It's so you and Kemper's aesthetic. Yeah, I like it a lot. And then I got more pink buttons. Buttons, Uh, buttons. I got these kind of big, they're probably like an inch, uh, like flat two hole buttons. And I really like they have like a white stripe around the edge. So they look kind of like little ice cream sandwiches or something. Uh, But they're they're very cute. They're nice and smooth and appealing. So I like those. And then I got these uh, pink dot buttons that look kind of like those candy candy dots on the paper um Mm -hmm. and i think that these are going to be the buttons on the aforementioned hedgehog tweed sweater which i will grab to show you yes 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 we want to see so i got (gasps) this hedgehog and it has like neon tweed flex Mm -hmm. in it so i think that that will be cute so it looks like a natural warm gray base yeah it's like a a natural Falkland 
wool and then they put recycled hedgehog threads in it to make it have the fun neons. It's going to be lovely. Uh, the one booth that I had was like a total destination booth for me, which was the C word, uh, crochet themed and it had birch hollow fibers and serendipitous wool. Uh, I've been following birch, um, birch hollow fibers and I like their stuff and Shoba of serendipitous wool. And I have been internet friends for a couple years. So I'm so happy to meet her in person. Their stuff was lovely. And I acquired three skeins that I thought looked beautiful together that I want to do some sort of color work with. I got this pink speckled beauty from Robin of Birch Hollow Fibers. Uh, these are all DK and this one is champagne and bouquets. So that's the name of the color. And then I got two beautiful skeins of yak DK from serendipitous wool in this olivey green and a deep eggplant purple. And I'm thinking this is going to be uh, like a three color cowl. I know Hawari Bazaar has been making lots of those pretty color, uh, color work cowls so i'm gonna i'm gonna maybe do that sounds nice sounds cool we splitting up our discussion of our acquisitions at rhinebeck based on days i was but this okay. booth is confusing because i think we both got stuff each day <laughs> we did um this we is did. my first day purchase from uh the seaware booth which is from serendipitous wool and it is the crisp autumn walks color which so is so pretty. nice. I thought it was really nice and it would like remind me of Rhinebeck leaves and stuff. It's a really nice warmish, very light gray um, with fun speckles. It's got hot pink and orange and uh, like nice leafy greens. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's yeah, it's really nice. I, lo I love a gray with a speckle in it and it is the worsted base. So I think it will be a, so nice, nice. a nice little hat maybe. I think so too. It was good we shopped both days because their booth uh, definitely moved through some fiber and some things that we were happy to have snagged on the first day were not available on the mm -hmm. second day, which is great. It is good. Good job. And and also there on the first day, I got a physical copy of Radical Threads, which is one of my favorite knitting magazines. And I got to meet the designer of the cover pattern. Her first name was Tanya. I don't remember her handles, but you can look them up in this magazine and I'll link them in the show notes. She was so nice. And the sweater is so cool. Actually, I didn't even notice that the cover sweater had all these cool like vine-like cables on it until I got closer. But it was, it's been really nice, like travel reading, uh, it's the occult issue of Radical Threads, issue three. So definitely, if you're listening to those podcasts, you might like this. Yeah. I'm stoked to keep reading it. And everybody in here is people I'm familiar with from around the internet. And they're just oh, so good. Nice. So good. Yeah. I think that's all my day one acquisitions from Ryan Beck. Nice. Did any shenanigans happen that we want to talk about? We went to Arrowwood Brewery for dinner. Oh, that and we was had so some nice. Nice beers, and we had a really tasty fried oyster mushroom sandwich. So that was nice. And then we really nice. uh, were Lady Soup in a hot tub for like multiple hours. We went in the hot tub, and it wasn't like hot, hot yet. It was kind of like bath temperature. So we stayed in there for a while. It was nice. It was great. <laughs> I quoted a lot of Gladiator, much to everybody's chagrin. <laughs> Shadow and dust. <laughs> Sorry. I just like Roman shit. 
the next day we also had a leisurely morning, but we made it to ride back at a more uh, reasonable time. Yeah, we had some uh, apple pie. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a brunch option. It was great. Mm-hmm. We bought more things. We mm-hmm. mostly just shopped and wandered around. We just had a nice long rest sitting. on the hill. Mm-hmm. It was good. Very leisurely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went back to the SeaWorld booth because I wanted to bring some yarn gifts to uh, to those ladies there. And Shoba traded me this gorgeous set. And it was her New York Sheep and Wool 2022 colors. So it's this amazing it's sock weight full skein that's this super rich orange with bits of blues and greens and pinks. And it is just to die for and a fuchsia mini and a bright green mini. The main colorway is tangerine and autumn. And then the contrasting colorways are green leaf and beauty berry. And I love it. And I thought in the moment that I didn't know what I wanted to make with this, but what would really make it pop would be an undyed neutral. And then actually Clara was like, oh, Prado was at the Prado de Lana booth. And she's like, I really like their stuff. So I got two skeins of this gorgeous 100% Romney. It's fingering weight, 400 yards to fly. The La Hermanadad base. And it has the sheepies names. My sheepies names are Addie, Abigail, and Brigitta. I love that. They're so cute. And I think that these are all going to go together in a scrumptious poncho-y thing. That looks I really awesome I, together. Yeah, I'm stoked on it. And I'm pretty sure I want to make a giant square with a slit in it so that I can pin it up with my new awesome Roman brooch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to look great. It's going to be very poncho-like. And I'm going to have rock and Star Wars poncho of my dreams. That's going to be epic. I love it. These are my thoughts. These are my yarn babies. Yarn baby. You I also got, got a brooch. I got a little oh. tiny yarn baby at the Seaward the second day. I got this Burchella Fibers mini, which mm-hmm. is called Dryad. And it will it will just like, you know, go in a scrap, scrappy crochet or something, but it's very nice and spooky and cute. It looks like a nice little blue green. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a, a grayish, grayish greeny situation with like kind of blood red speckles on it so much fun Mm -hmm. i did get a brooch for myself i got a shawl pin from spruce mountain which is a jeweler that i saw at rhinebeck when i was there in 2019 and i have been thinking about this because it was really cool so i went and bought it for myself so it's a little like tree of life that is kind of like potato chip tape potato chip shaped and then there's a little like viney stick that is the pin so you can like put it through there and then pin your stuff really cool and i really like it it's nice and i like that it's just like small it's cute little cute Mm -hmm. little small guy Mm -hmm. very nice yeah so i got that (gasps) um what what's what gasp i just remembered the other things you got Mm. (laughs) you got (laughs) some fluff i got some fluff yeah i got um fluff from snook farm uh which is jacob sheep and it is just you know roving jacob roving and it is mixed equally into cream color and uh like a medium gray color and i got three bags of this yes sir yes sir three bags full 
Yes. And it really smells sheepy and nice. And it's like got lionel in it. And it's nice. It's going to be really nice to spin, I think. Uh, and I am going to make a barber pole yarn with my three bags full. And then maybe that will be like a little top. Little, That'll be little fun. Gray barber pole top situation. I can't stop rocking my yarn babies like they're a tiny creature. Yarn child. Yes. Um, and then I have little bits. I have a couple little bits and bobs still. So I got a um, lotion bar from Heal My Hands, mm-hmm. which is cinnamon spice flavored because my uh, my my hands were really dry. And Clara said she liked this company and it is nice. It smells really nice. It's very like spicy, but it's not like Christmas spicy. It's a good smell. Uh, and then I got some stuff in the food booth, food tent thing. Yeah. Uh, pavilion uh i got maple cream that i brought home for chad and i had some on a pumpkin bagel and yes uh and i got maple candies which i'd never had and you got maple cotton candy that we were munching on that day mm-hmm. and i did good. bring home some maple candies for souvenirs for my sweetie and my mother-in-law who are kind enough to watch my little fur child mm-hmm and then I also got some candles, some beeswax candles oh, yeah. from a beeswax farm. So these are little little, little pumpkins. Punkies. They're little pumpkin gourds. And they were super cheap. They were $150 each for little handmade pumpkin <laughs> candles. Punkies. And they're gonna go on my altar and be all festive and fall and stuff. And then the last thing I did got Chad a belt from the leather guy mm-hmm. um, but that's not here because he's already wearing it um, and then I got some soap from Foster Sheep Farm so they're cute little oh yes the cubes, the cubes they're of fun soap. little cubes I got three of them because there was a deal for three I think I'm probably just going to keep one and then the other two are going to be gifts but I got rosemary uh, lemon pound cake and oatmeal vanilla mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Think I'm done now. I also have things that were acquired outside of Rhinebeck. <laughs> I did right before I left for my trip, I got these gorgeous earrings from Earth Fragments. I was hoping they'd show up before because I really wanted to wear them in the booth, and I did. These silver tarot cards, uh tarot card earrings from Earth Fragments. Yay! They do lots of good witchy stuff. And it was really sweet. The box came with a rock and a sticker. Oh. A little dragonfly sticker, which was sweet. And I also, while we were in Rhinebeck, I ordered some stuff, more stuff from Ubebe Beads. Uh, Irene was kind enough to make me another Star Wars set because hers sold out so fast. And I was like... I want a Star Wars set real bad, and I really like the original trilogy-themed things. So they're rainbow resin, and there's she's painted in the little um, designs. I have a Darth Vader, a Millennium Falcon, a little R2, and a 3PO. And... It is no moon. I got a little Death Star. Nice. It makes me happy. And I commented how much I liked her Agret Suko, and she gave me a free Agret Suko. Look at that. Oh, she's cute. It is all painted perfect. So the other ones were just one color for the line art. Mm-hmm. And this one is all, all properly painted. And she has little pink ears and little white and black features. And it's definitely her rage face. 
Very cute. Which I absolutely love. And those are my treasures. And that was our ride back adventures. We had a really good time. Yeah. And uh, I think we're going to try and do it again. Mm-hmm. Can't say that we're already planning what we're going to do because we might already be planning what we're going to do next year. Yep. I'm definitely putting together a little Pinterest mood board for possible things. Nice. Yeah. Pinterest mood board. Me too. So in the theme of Ryan Beck and New York fall time spooky things for a cult corner, we thought we'd talk about the Headless Horseman Mm -hmm. because we did pass right by Sleepy Hollow. So I think I'm going to talk just a little bit about Headless Horseman mythology for a cult corner. Mm-hmm. So it's, of course, based on the classic short story by Irving, written in 1819. And it's just a classic tale of American Gothic horror. It's great. This one's in the public domain now. So you can you can just, you know, read it or listen to it for free. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, and it's where the majority of Americans are familiar with the whole Headless Horseman story in terms of the original story by Irving it was a uh, it was actually based somewhat on actual folklore and a lot of the characters were people that he knew in real life he took some names from some people and some personalities but Katrina Van Tassel was an actual live human her name and personality and everything but the headless horseman in the legend of Sleepy Hollow was based on a legend of a decapitated Hessian mercenary during the American Revolutionary War in a very real battle that happened in 1776, the Battle of White Plains, which happened around Halloween. Hmm. And the version in this story, and I believe in the actual folklore of the time, was that it was a Hessian mercenary who uh, was decapitated by a cannon. And of course you know, he rides headless seeking his head during spooky times, which is a great spooky thing. But the uh, the story was actually written while Irving was in Europe and the Headless Horseman is a folklore archetype from Northern Europe. So you've got in England, we've got the tale of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, which the basic framework of that is that this mysterious Green Knight shows up into the court of Camelot and says like, Anyone here can give me one blow with this magic axe and in a year has to take his turn getting one blow. And Arthur's all ready to do it, but his nephew, Sir Gwen, comes up, gives it a shot and uh, cleanly decapitates the, the Green Knight in one blow. And he does not die. He just picks up his head and goes, see you in a year, buddy. And of course, Sir Gawain has a very anxious year and things happen. And uh, he shows up because he's a knight of Sir arthur's court and you know they're very honorable so he comes to make good on his deal to you know get hit with an axe in one year's time and it it turns out okay he lives so that is kind of an origin of a headless knight story and there's also the strongest allusion to to headless horseman is the irish uh folklore character of the doulahan apologies if i'm pronouncing that wrong i am of in no way irish heritage despite having the last name of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but the Doolahan is a in that realm of folklore figures that it is a death omen and just very a spooky character and either like a reaper type figure or a death omen. And it's the big black horse, the spooky rider. He has accoutrements that are made out of human bones, like a whip made out of a spine. Or if he's in a cart, the spokes of the wheels on the cart are bones. 
all that good stuff. He has no head attached to his shoulders, but carries his very spooky head in his arms. His head is described as being gruesome and all that good stuff. Yeah, just your classic reaper slash death omen sort of figure in folklore. And there's also the tradition of the wild hunt, which is across all of Northern Europe. It was first written down by the Grimm brothers in 1835, which is after Sleepy Hollow was written, I will note. But the wild hunt is a bunch of ghostly or supernatural hunters all in a ride. And they are also uh, bad portents. It could be an omen of either death or some sort of catastrophe, be it war or famine or plague. But just if you see the wild hunt, which is basically ghost hunters storming around on big spooky horses, bad things are going to happen to you either as an individual or bad things are going to happen to your community is a catastrophe. So there's also like the folklore involved in the, basically your options if you see the wild hunt is resisting them or helping them. And it doesn't turn out good for you either way. Usually it goes poorly if you resist them. And if you help them, you might get a cursed gift as an object, which is never (laughs) good. And you have to, of course, like go find a way to get rid of this cursed gift they've given you. And across Different folklores in Northern Europe, different people are said to lead the ghost hunt or the wild hunt. And a lot of times it's kind of like Odin in an unhinged phase of his, his, I don't know, deityness. Just he's kind of wilding out. He goes and does a ghost uh, wild hunt. So anywhere that worship the Norse mythology, anywhere that the Norse colonized will kind of have the Odin all father sort of character leading the hunt. And also another very paternal figure in the British Isles and uh, parts of France that have had a lot of contact and conflict with Britain. King Arthur is also said to sometimes lead the wild hunt, which is neat. And I really think that Irving drew on all of those ideas to create the American folklore story of the wild hunt. Or I mean, the headless horseman, the American folklore version being the headless horseman. So all these things kind of contribute, all these uh, Northern European ideals were kind of synthesized in the legend of Sleepy Hollow, turning into the classic headless horseman that we know and love here in America. Nice. That's a brief tale of headless horsemen in folklore. Thanks. Yay. Yeah, I enjoy it. So I guess that's about it for us. We can uh, give you a bit of promo and uh, set you on your way. What do we have for promo? Of course, stay tuned for our MCAL and all the Barbie stuff that Emily had at the Woolen Folk booth. By the time you're listening to this, it will be available to purchase. Do you want to tell us more? Um, Yeah, I have all of the Yarnies uh, up in my shop. There is the Dreamhouse set, which comes with the Dreamhouse pin and the attached Yarny uh, charm. You can swap out that Yarny charm for any of the other Yarny friends if you want to mix it up. Uh, and there are six other Yarny friends. They're all really cute. You can get them individually or as a complete set of six. So that Very is what cool. will be up in my shop. You can also get a charm bracelet if you'd like to wear your Yarnies or any of my other charms on a charm bracelet. Fantastic. Also, too, by the time you're listening to this, hopefully I will have stuff up in my Etsy shop about how you can pre-order a temperature gradient from me. That is on my list of things to do when I uh, get back from vacation, which I will be taking. Yay. Hooray. Is that it? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Rad. So if you're looking for more info on anything we talked about, just head on over to fibercoven.com where you will find show notes for what you just listened to, links to Emily's merch and patterns and my yarn, as well as to our Patreon where you can get into the raddest discount full of witchy yarny folks that there is around the internet. I love yeah. them all dearly. Fantastic stuff. So until next week, Kevin, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye. Bye.